It's time for the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show. It's time for the game on ESPN 1400. For the next two hours, we'll get an in-depth look at local sports in the eastern Upper Peninsula and Algoma region and hear from the coaches and players involved in the game. We'll also analyze the college and pro sports scene across the region and dive into the biggest national stories. Now, let's get to the game and join your host, Scott Nason. Greetings and salutations and welcome to the game on ESPN 1400. You can also hear our show online at 1400ESPN.net and podcast at thegamesportshow.com and thegamesportshow.podbean.com. As the man said, my name is Scott Nason, broadcasting from our ESPN 1400 studios in Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan, on this Monday, June 28th, 2021. The game, the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show. We will be with you up until 8 o'clock tonight. Coming up at the bottom of the hour, we will talk co-host of the game and host of the game sports show in Sioux, Ontario, David McKeg Jr. will join us to give us an update on what's going on in Sioux, Ontario. Around 645, we'll be joined by co-host Butch Davis from Butch on Sports, who will give us an update on what's going on in the Metro Detroit sports world, and Butch will continue throughout the rest of the show, including into our roundtable during Hour 2. Well, we have a lot of local sports to cover as the high school sports season has ended, although there are still some awards that are being handed out and some honors. And if you listen to last week's show, we talked a lot about Rudyard softball and their tremendous season, making it to their first ever state final. And we were joined by their head coach, Stephen Davis, along with three of their star players, Brooklyn Besteman, along with Morgan Bickle and Paige Postma. And over the past week or so, we have found out a lot more about those individuals and some conference honors to start, including the Straits Area Conference in softball. Rudyard senior Morgan Bickle was named Straits Area Conference Player of the Year. Rudyard had four All-Straits Area Conference first-team selection, this by league coaches, including Morgan Bickle at pitcher, senior Paige Postma in the infield, junior Brooklyn Besteman also in the infield, and sophomore Megan Postma infield slash catcher. All-Straits Area Conference second-team honorees from Rudyard include seniors Sarah Bielan in the outfield, Desta McDowell in the infield, Rudyard's Carly Mary and Jersey Belleville both received honorable mention in the conference. For Sioux High, junior Aubrey Smith outfield was named to the All-Straits Area Conference first team. Sophomore Hannah Maurer infield and a junior Amber Curtis pitcher of Sioux High also received All-Straits Area Conference second team honors. Also for the Blue Devils, Paris Kageris and Alex Menard received honorable mention. Pickford Pirates senior Anna Van Blacarium in the infield was named to the All-SAC first team. Pickford players on the All-Straits Area Conference second team include junior Lucy Bennon in the outfield, freshman Chloe May in the infield, and pitcher Finley Hudacek. Pickford, of course, co-ops with Maplewood Baptist for their softball. Honorable mention for the Pirates in softball include Kennedy Guild and Laura Bush. 
St. Ignis senior pitcher Jocelyn Joseph, also a Straits Area Conference first-team selection, while Saints senior infielder Emily Hart was named to the Straits Area Conference second team, and Addison Cheeseman, Emily Archambault, Janae Kaiser, and Tori Litzner received honorable mention honors for St. Ignis. Newberry senior Katie Rahilly in the infield received first team honors in the Straits Area Conference, and Brimley had two Straits Area Conference mentions, including Sadie McGuire and Lindsey Hill. Four Rudyard softball players have been named to the All-State team in Division IV. The four players who received All-State honors from the Michigan High School Softball Coaches Association include junior Brooklyn Bestman at first base, sophomore Megan Postma at catcher, they were both named to the Division IV All-State First Team, while seniors Morgan Bickle and Paige Postma received Division IV All-State Honorable Mention. So congratulations to those ladies, and congratulations to Rudyard Seniors Morgan Bickle and Paige Postma, as we found out today that they have been invited to join the top softball players in the state to play in the 2021 Michigan High School All-Star Game. The All-Star Games, organized by the Michigan High School Softball Coaches Association, will be held on Wednesday, July 14th at Central Michigan University's Margo Jonker Stadium. There will be four games, one per state division classification. The Rudyard representatives are in the Division Four game, which is scheduled to start at 4.30. And also congratulations to one of our guests last week, Rudyard head coach Stephen Davis. He's been selected as one of the All-Star Game coaches. Bickle and Postma both played for the Bulldogs varsity since they were freshmen. They received All-State Division Four honorable mention as seniors. Bickle was Rudyard's number one pick pitcher this past season, and she led the team with a 16-2 record and a 1.80 earned run average. Bickle, she also put up some big numbers on offense, led the team with a batting average at 594. That is unbelievable, and finished second in runs scored. Paige Postman hit 538 and led the teams in runs scored with 56. She also anchored at the infield at shortstop, and she is signed to play at Delta College, Postman as a pitcher, 8-2 and two this season. And finally, for the Rudyard softball team, Rudyard is holding a community celebration coming off their best softball season in school history. Rudyard is planning a community celebration for the team on Wednesday. The event is open to the public and will be held at 6 p.m. at the Rudyard Township Pavilion. There will be award presentations for the team and a chance to congratulate the players on their achievements. And what an achievement it was, and really for the entire Rudyard athletic program in 2020 and 2021. We've talked about it often on this show. We talked about it last week as well. You just have a lot of state finals and state semifinals and quarterfinals all across the board, boys and girls sports. They are certainly doing very well in Rudyard. Congratulations to all the coaches and athletes for what was a very good season. Straits Area Conference all all conference baseball awards have also been handed out and Rudyard had teams first team picks, including a junior EJ Suggett at first base, freshman Cam Peterson in the infield, junior Tate Besteman in the outfield, and junior Brett Mayer as a utility selection. 
Sheboygan pitcher Caleb Williams was named the Straits Area Conference Player of the Year, including throwing three no-hitters. Suhai sophomore Matt Lumston in the infield and senior Jack Swan in the outfield landed all Straits Area Conference first team. Rounding out the first team selection for baseball, Logan Depew of Newberry in the infield and Jacques LeBlanc the third of Brimley at catcher. Blue Devils led the way with four players on the All-Straits Area Conference second team, including senior Vinny Feebles at pitcher, senior Benny Swanson at first base, sophomore Josh Lumpson in the infield, and junior Jack Bashan at catcher. The second team also includes Brimley's Justin Carrick at pitcher and Perry LeBlanc in the outfield, Newberry's Josh Magnuson in the infield, and Connor Rinamaki in the outfield, Hayden Mills of Rudyard in the outfield and Sheboygan's Noah Demmer in the infield, all named to the all Straits area conference team in baseball. Speaking of Rudyard baseball, they received an all state academic team award from the Michigan high school baseball coaches association. The Bulldogs had the second highest grade point average in division four at 3.52 Rudyard was the only UP team to receive All-State Academic. Junior first baseman E.J. Suggett and junior outfielder Tate Besteman received All-Region honors in Division IV. Suggett also received Academic All-State and Academic All-Region honors with a grade point average of 4.07. I didn't know you could get higher than 4, certainly When I went to school, I really didn't know you couldn't get higher than four, but Suggett's doing it well on the court and in the classroom, along with uh, many of these Rudyard athletes. Rudyard had five All-Straits Area Conference players, including Suggett, Besteman, Cam Peterson, Brett Mayer, and Hayden Mills. Eight players made All-District, including Bradley Hall, Austin Warner, Louis Mayer, Brett Mayer, Suggett, Peterson, Besteman, and Mills. And Billy Mitchell received a District Coach of the Year honor. So congratulations, once again to Rudyard and what was a very, very good season. So the end of the high school sports season in 2020-2021, it certainly had its challenges. It certainly, you go back to the fall when we weren't even sure if high school football was going to start. It did. We saw many teams that had COVID pauses, including, well, unfortunately for this area, Pickford, who was unable to play in their playoff and then the playoffs got uh, canceled for, uh, well, almost a couple months, really, a couple months. They ended up playing them in January. Same thing happened to volleyball. Uh, Rudyard Bulldogs made the quarterfinals, had to wait about a month or so to play. And then the winter sports season started a little late. The schedule was very compact, but... We had Mark Ewell on several times. We'll get him on again over the next few weeks as we get closer to the fall sports season. But the MHSAA, their goal was to be able to have all three sports seasons and run them safely. And kudos to them. They did. It wasn't easy. It certainly had a lot of pivots and a lot of frustrations. But we are, at least right now, on the right track as far as that, heading into the fall sports season. And, well, a total of 89 schools won one or more of the 132 Michigan High School Athletic Association team championships awarded during 2020 and 2021 with two teams earning the first finals championship in any sport in their school histories. Detroit Douglas celebrated its first MHSAA finals championship while winning the Division IV boys basketball title that knocked out the team that knocked out Rudyard in the semifinals. And Owasso claimed its first by earning the Division II softball championship this spring. That was the team that knocked off Gaylord 
in that semifinal in softball. A total of 27 schools won two or more championships this year, paced by Marquette's five. One in boys cross country, boys golf, boys swimming and diving, and both girls and boys track and field. Ann Arbor Pioneer and Grass Lake were next with four finals championships. Pioneer won in girls cross country, girls and boys swimming and diving, and girls tennis, and Grass Lake was a champion in girls basketball, boys bowling, and girls and boys track and field. Grass Lake also had participants on the Jackson area girls gymnastic team that won its first ever state title. Nine schools won three MHSAA finals championships, including Bloomfield Hills Brother Rice. That's a shocker. Bloomfield Hills Cranbrook Kingsford. Again, not a shocker. Bloomfield Hills Marion, Detroit Country Day, East Grand Rapids, Grand Rapids Catholic Central, Hudsonville, Petoskey, and West Iron County. While winning two titles this past school year, including Adrian Luani, Christian, Birmingham Seaholm, Carson City Crystal, Detroit Catholic Central, Dollard Bay, Grand Blank, Grand Rapids Forest Hills Northern, Gross Point Woods University Liggett, Ishpeming, Kalamazoo, Montague, not Bill, but Montague, Norway, Richmond, Rockford, and South Lyon. So no state championships in the Eastern Upper Peninsula this year, but certainly we had some teams that were pretty close, including Rudyard Softball, Rudyard Boys Basketball, and several other teams that unfortunately weren't able to play in their playoffs. I think everyone can agree with me on this one. Let's hope when things get to August and early September and the high school sports season starts up again, we get a little more of a normal season. We're going to take a break here on the game. When we come back, we'll talk more local sports, and then we'll be joined at the bottom of the hour by David McKeg Jr., host of the Game Sports Show in Sioux, Ontario, all coming up on the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show, the game, ESPN 1400. It's 2021 and Reed Metals in Dafter, your honest, main source, one-stop metal recycling business serving Northern Michigan, hopes everyone has a prosperous year. If you need a few extra dollars to help with your heating bills or that trip you may want to take to the warm state of Hawaii, bring Reed Metals your unwanted scrap metals and they'll print you a check. Reed Metals is paying top dollar for whole scrap vehicles. They also buy heavy equipment, catalytic converters, radiators, batteries, rims, and motors. Reed Metals will give you an honest price without surprise fees or deductions at the scale. Bring in copper, brass, lead, tin, cast, aluminum, steel, and many more types of recyclable metals, and they'll print you a check with your name on it. Reed Metals is your honest, one-stop metal recycling business. They also offer roll-off dumpster service. Reed Metals is open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. Visit ReedMetals.com or call 906-632-0018. Bring it in or have it hauled, and Reed Metals will print you a check with your name on it. Reed Metals, 10 miles south of the Sioux on Mackinac Trail. At Old Mission Bank, we're ready to make your home ownership dreams a reality. We're excited to announce that we now offer USDA home loans with options for 100% financing. You heard that right, 100% financing for qualifying USDA mortgages. Come see our experienced lenders to discuss your personal options and let us find the right mortgage for your needs, because it's what we do best. Act now to pre-qualify by calling us or apply directly online at OMBLoans.com. We're Old Mission Bank, home of your experienced local mortgage professionals. FDIC 
FDIC-insured equal housing lender. Summer, the change of seasons is sure to bring a smile to your face. Don't let your mood sour at the prospect of dealing with that unreliable mower for yet another year. Rely on the experts at Gaylor Thompson Sales and Service. Their highly skilled technicians can help. Gaylor Thompson Sales and Service takes pride in their work, and they know that an ounce of prevention can mean years of reliability down the road. Call them to talk about your service needs or stop in and chat with Paul and the gang today. Gaylor Thompson Sales and Service, just off I-75, exit 373, Rudyard, Michigan. Getting the kids to practice on time. Remembering if it's your day to bring snacks. Making it to the game with a clean jersey. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. Auto owners works with independent agents who answer when you call. So you can worry about more important things, like whether your kid is going to run toward first or third base. That's simple human sense. Madigan Pingator, your independent auto owner's agency on West Water Street in the Sioux. Jeep Freedom Days at O'Connor's of Pickford are a great chance for you to score savings on your favorite Jeep models, like Jeep Gladiators and Jeep Wranglers. You'll be cruising in style this summer and with great lease opportunities and financing options. Make sure you ask about Great Lakes bonus cash, too. Save with returning leasey and first responder incentives, too, all month long during Jeep Freedom Days at O'Connor's of Pickford. O'Connor's Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram. You can catch podcasts of the game at thegamesportshow.com. Now let's get back to it with Scott Nason here on ESPN 1400. Welcome back to the game on ESPN 1400. Scott Nason with you, 617 on this warm, kind of muggy end of June night here in the Twin Sioux. Joining us here in about 15 minutes, we'll talk to the host of the Game Sports Show in Sioux, Ontario, and co-host of our show here on ESPN 1400, David McKay Jr. We'll talk about the Sioux Greyhounds, the Sioux Thunderbirds, NOJHL, and of course the Stanley Cup Final, which will start later on tonight. Tampa Bay taking on the upstart Montreal Canadiens. I know we have some Montreal fans in this area and certainly over in Sioux, Ontario. They got to be very excited. Is the entire country of Canada pulling for Montreal? It's been a while since Canada has had a team win the Stanley Cup. You have to go back to 1993 when that was last done by Les Habitants. Apologize for my French, so that'll be very interesting to see what happens in that series. Well, we still have local sports going on in the Twin Sioux and the Eastern Upper Peninsula. The high school season is done, but we have American Legion baseball along with local soccer, local softball and baseball and the EUP Wood Ducks. Now, they were scheduled to play this weekend at home against Iron Mountain, but because of all the rain, those games did not go on. The weekend before, the EUP Wood Ducks were in Delta County at the Greg Johnson Al Erickson Memorial American Legion Baseball Tournament. The Wood Ducks made it to the semifinals of the nine-team tournament, finishing 3-2. and two. Now in their second season, the Ducks include players from Sioux High, Rudyard, and Brimley. And with the high school season's ending, the Ducks team was assembled just before the tournament took place a week or so ago. In the opener, the EUP Wood Ducks defeated the Copper Country Flames 9-5. to 
EJ Suggett and Jacques LeBlanc the third finished with three hits each in a game that was called after five innings due to the two-hour tourney time limit. LeBlanc scored three times while Jack Swan and Dalton Graham scored one run each. Later that evening, the Ducks beat the Escanaba Cubs 7-1. Dalton Graham, a 2020 Suhai grad coming off his first season with Bay College North Baseball pitched a two-hitter for the Ducks. Graham racked up eight strikeouts and walked three over seven innings. Michael Bontrager and Avery Wilson had two hits each to pace the Ducks' offense. In their third game, the Ducks took their first loss of the tournament, following, falling rather to Iron Mountain by the score of 10-7. to And then they would rebound to beat Bark River 12-9 to and earn a spot in the tournament semifinals on Sunday. On Sunday, the Ducks fell 9-1 to against Iron Mountain in the tournament semifinal at Gladstone. Vinnie Feebles started that game on the mound, but Iron Mountain broke a 1-1 tie with four runs in the fourth inning and added three in the fifth and one in the sixth. Feebles allowed eight runs on seven hits, struck out five, and walked three. And so the EUP Wood Ducks are underway, and we'll try to get more of their scores on our show and hopefully talk maybe to one of their coaches coming up here on the game. Shane Thompson, Shane Thompson, speaking of former Sioux High Blue Devil players of Sioux St. Marie, has been named the Muskegon Community College Male Athlete of the Year. Thompson, a sophomore shortstop, played 30 games this season for the Jayhawk baseball team, which finished with a 26-21-1 overall record. Thompson earned Michigan Community College Athletic Association Western Conference Honorable Mention recognition this season. So congratulations to Shane Thompson, a 2018 graduate of Sioux High. Local golf going on. Yes, we're talking some local golf here on the game. Uh, Craig Wallace this past week shot low gross with 36 in the Minuscon Men's Golf League this past week. Eric Hike. Collected low net with 26, while Hike, Tom McKee, and Mac McDonough tied with most points at nine apiece. And in the Oaks Men's League, Craig Wallace shot the low round of a 36, while Mark Kangas won the special for closest second shot on number three, and James Parker drained the longest putt on number seven. No results were in as far as uh, some of the contests at the clubhouse after those um, events. Uh, we'll stay tuned. We'll try to get some clarification next week on the game. Well, if you happen to be up at Lake State this past weekend, or really over the past week, their summer sports camps are open and going. Currently going on right now, the men's elite camp for ninth through 12th graders that runs today through tomorrow. Uh, coming up in July, there will be a men's individual basketball camp, July 19th through the 22nd, and the Little Lakers on July 26th through the 28th. There will also be Little Lakers for girls basketball, July 26th through the 28th. Laker hockey camps will be offered during the weeks of July 19th through the 23rd and July 26th through the 30th. And volleyball camps will start July 9th through 11th for high school students as well as a middle school camp July 12th through the 14th and Volley Tots camp July 12th through the 14th. For information or how to register, just go to lssulakers.com. And they had the boys team camps this weekend, which included uh, several schools, Rudyard, Sioux High, Brimley, Cedarville, and several, several others. 
And they did a little tournament yesterday for the varsity. Petoskey won the tournament over Escanaba. And for the junior varsity, the Suhai JV team went undefeated and beat Grayling in the tournament championship. And the, the week before that, they went undefeated down in Petoskey. So good job there by Coach Marty Terrian and the JV squad off to a good start. Granted, it's summer basketball, but hey. A win's a win, and it certainly will get those players some confidence. What we don't know yet officially as far as fans back in the fall and in the winter for Laker athletics, although the trends seem to be heading that way with some other schools, including Northern Michigan University, the Northern Michigan University Athletic Department, and Wildcat Hockey are welcoming back fans to the Barry Event Center for the 2021-22 season. This year, the Wildcats are set to host 22 contests, including an exhibition tilt against the under-18 team and seven non-conference games. So Marquette and Northern Michigan, they have put out a statement saying that they are having fans in the building. No word from the CCHA or from Lake Superior State University at this time, but I would imagine that we'll probably be hearing something in that very soon. Well, we have a lot of Sioux, Ontario news to cover when we come back after we talk to David McKegg Jr. The Sioux Thunderbirds have made a couple signings over the past week as well. The NOJHL, they've come up with a framework as far as their 2021-22 season. We'll talk to Dave about that. Of course, that includes the Sioux Eagles. We broadcast their games right here on ESPN 1400. The border closure was extended through the end of July. And so the NLJHL wants to start their season mid-September. They can do that with 11 of 12 teams. But unless that border opens up, that's going to leave the Sioux Eagles out. Trends are in the right direction, so we'll keep our fingers crossed with that. As well, we'll talk to Dave about the Sioux Greyhounds uh, re-upping their coaching staff earlier today as uh, three coaches get contract extension. And we'll also talk to Dave about one of my favorite sports writers in the area, Peter Ricci, who writes for the Sioux Star, announced over the weekend he is retiring after 40 years uh, covering local sports. And, boy, I'll tell you what, thats he's a guy that's going to be missed, a, a class act, Always just a great guy to deal with. He, he didn't want the attention put on himself. He made it where it should be on the athletes and along with Rob Rose here in Sioux, Michigan for the Sioux News. Certainly a couple class acts there and, and someone we're going to try to get on the show here over the next few weeks to talk about his many memories. He's not going to be totally done with covering local sports, but Peter Ricci announced he's retiring from the Sioux Star Effective on Wednesday. So we'll talk to Dave about that and more. All coming up on the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show, The Game, ESPN 1400. Welcome back to The Game on ESPN 1400. Scott Nason with you. Joining us around 645, we'll be talking Detroit sports with Butch Davis from Butch on Sports. who will get us up to date on everything going on in the metro Detroit area. And joining us right now, co-host of our show and host of the Game Sports Show in Sioux, Ontario, Dave McKeg Jr. joining us once again on this Monday night. Dave, how you doing? Scotty, my friend, I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing wonderful, Dave, and uh, quite a bit of news from your side of the pond over the last few days. And let's start with the news that just came out this afternoon. Uh, Sioux Greyhounds General Manager Kyle Raftis announced that all three members of the Sioux Greyhounds team's coaching staff 
have received two-year extension. That includes head coach John Dean, associate coach Jordan Smith, and assistant coach Jamie Tardiff. Uh, This will go through the 2022-23 season. Uh, Dave, these contracts were set to expire this week, so really no surprise here as uh, Kyle Raftis locking up his coaching staff for at least the next two seasons. Your thoughts? You know what? It's it's all great for the Hounds, and I know a lot of questions have been surrounding about John Dean in the, within the past couple of seasons. But I must uh, remind listeners that you know the Hounds were kind of in a retooling stage, if you will, not a full scale rebuild, if you will, where they gutted it from head to toe and reset it. But they have a great staff in place, and Jordan Smith and Jamie Tardiff, I'll, I'll say flat out, and listeners who are frequent followers of the Game Sports Show will know that both Jordan and Jamie have been special guests on our special edition uploads that you could check out on our website, and definitely very popular editions with the local news here in Sault Ste. Marie. They are well-knowledged assistant coaches as well. Jamie Tardiff has NHL experience. Jordan Smith, also a former Hound, as well as played in the American Hockey League and, of course, having that devastating eye injury or else he would have been in the National Hockey League with the Ducks. So this is a coaching staff that is solid through and through. And John Dean's ethics as a coach are a bit different, kind of what we're used to here in the Sioux. If we look at previous coaches that we have had. However, you know, over the course of a few seasons, this is a coaching staff that has had a record of 73, 47, 10 and 2 in 132 games. Okay, that is a plus record. Okay, there's no negative in there and there hasn't been really a losing situation there and to kind of have uh, the duo of Dean or actually the trio story of Dean Smith and Tardiff uh, are great moves by the Greyhounds organization and the, of course receiving the news that they did today that Nick uh, Malik will not be returning uh, some news that uh, has came across my uh, media outlets today it's, but the Hounds do have the sixth overall pick in the import draft so we'll see what route that they go as that is a massive loss in between the crease so it's kind of been a busy day for announcement with the hounds but in terms of coaching scotty this is a good trio to have in place and the assistant coaches that they have with jordan and jamie are great support for john dave let's move on to the sioux thunderbirds over the past week they've made a couple moves including the acquisition of ford cola del rose bill from s Benola as well. Uh, they firmed up their goaltending situation as they signed Noah Zeppa, who played for the Junior Greyhounds last season. And the league itself, the Northern Ontario Junior Hockey League, announced last Wednesday its plans for the upcoming 2021-22 season. Now, this is from the NOJHL. All of the dates remain tentative. However, pending approval on a return to play from provincial, regional, and municipal health authorities as it relates to COVID-19, the NLJHL expects to have a 56-game regular season, which is projected to commence on Thursday, September 16th, and conclude on Sunday, March 13th. All of the league member clubs are slated to play 27 games at home and 27 on the road. Each team will play the remaining two matchups scheduled for the NLJHL showcase. That is scheduled for the second week of January, uh, yet to be determined as far as the venue. Uh, interdivision games, during the, or given the current unknowns regarding COVID-19, teams will play within their division only until Christmas break. All interdivisional games will be played in the new year, which will allow the NOJHL flexibility to reschedule regular season contests if required. Upon completion of the regular season, the top five teams in each division will advance to the playoffs. That's pretty much how it's been for a while. The NOJHL final will be April 19th through May 3rd. The Dudley Hewitt Cup 
hosted by the SIJHL, will be on May 10th through the 14th. And the Centennial Cup, which is held in Saskatchewan, will be May 20th through the 29th. So, Dave, still some unknowns, obviously, with the border closure extended another month and the Sioux Eagles participation. But the league itself is putting together at least a framework moving forward. And that's the positive, right? That's what you want to see is progression. It's already better than what it looked like last year. And that that's the big big news and the most notable news is the progression. And as you said with the Sioux Thunderbirds, even first going back to that, they've been really busy this week, even with three signing seven players. So Jamie Henderson is keeping himself busy and prep for the year, much like the NOJHL is for the season. And teams have been active with the expectation of being a part of a full 56-game season. And my... My anticipation, Scott, with the border, yes, it has the extension. We've said this on the show numerous times. I feel the border will be opened after Labor Day. I think that's where it makes most sense. Uh, That's where you kind of get the full gauge of the vaccination. Everyone has the opportunity to be fully vaccinated, which I'm going to get my second dose tonight. So everyone who hasn't been vaccinated, hopefully I can encourage you to go get vaccinated to bring forth that normality that we miss uh, here in the world, if you will, especially with the Twin Sioux. But with the border closure, I feel like the Eagles will be a part of the NOJHL. They might be kind of a last-minute schedule in because they're going to be very tentative, as as, we, as the NOJHL website has mentioned. The schedule is tentative. So the Eagles and the border closure, sure, that's a little bit of question marks. But it's great to see, as you said, Scott, the framework in place and the full entire layout, how it's prepared in decent time. Okay, like let's not forget that this is June. We're entering July. We're expecting puck drop in within two months. So to have the schedule in place, usually they have it done a little bit beforehand. But it seems like they have positive news that maybe we don't even know from a provincial standpoint in terms of traveling. Uh, But it's just that question mark, Scott, about what's going to go on across the border. But I want to make sure listeners know that I'm confident with terms of my connections with trying to find out things from the higher ups in the government world that it seems like the, the border will be open either within the next month. But we should anticipate after Labor Day. Therefore, the Eagles should have no problem being involved in the league this year. We are certainly hoping for that, Dave. And we will be covering the Eagles next season right here on ESPN 1400. David McKay Jr. joining us on the game. Dave, a couple more topics before we let you go. And, well, one of the best in the business announced over the weekend that he is retiring. uh, Peter Ricci. Uh, been in local media for over 40 years, been writing for the Sioux Star for a long time, and, and just a good guy. He knows his sports, and he's c- certainly going to be missed. Uh, you know, you got Rob Rose on this side of the pond with the Evening News that has been doing that for a long time, and you got Peter Ricci doing it for the Sioux Star, uh, a big Lions fan, which I appreciate. I have memories of him being on Yes FM, talking sports with Peter Ricci way back in the day. And so he'll still be involved, I think, with the Sioux Greyhounds, doing some intermission uh, activities over on our sister station, Rock 101. But certainly, Dave, anybody that's grown up in this area and likes sports has read and probably enjoyed what Peter Ricci's had to say. Oh, certainly. You know, I I remember reading Peter Ricci when I was younger. Now, he didn't talk about me as much as certain other people have talked about <laughs> My, uh, in my time of being a hockey player that lasted up until the junior level. But, you know, Peter Ricci always had great articles, was involved in the media for quite some time. Always a nice guy in terms of, and I know when I had my interactions with him, especially post-hockey with being in the media world, everyone thinks that if you're writing for Sue Star or, you know, if you're with the game sports show, the game entertainment and media, whatever it may be, uh, that you're looking at a 
rival or something. No, that wasn't the case in the eyes of uh, Peter Ricci. He was always a guy who supported. He, if you had opinions uh, that, or wanted his opinion, rather, he would always welcome. He was always somebody who is well recognized in the Twin Sioux. You know that that's just one effect. If you have it in Sioux Saint Marie, people know him in Sioux, Michigan. Okay, and this is someone who will be missed. Now, what's going to happen for the future of Sioux Star? It's going to be very interesting in terms of if they have the replacement or if something more is going to happen there. And I'm not trying to tease. I'm not trying to hint that I know of something. So don't be messaging me or anything of such. But whoever does jump into that role to fill or whatever happens to uh, take over that role, whatever it may be, whomever it may be, uh, it's certainly got some big shoes to fill. Dave, uh, we'll end our our segment with the Stanley Cup Finals, which will begin tonight in Tampa. You guys did a great job on your preview last night on Top Shelf, which you can find at thegamesportshow.com and also on the Podbean site. Montreal taking on a Tampa Bay. I think a lot of people, including myself, thought Tampa would be there. I don't think many people outside of Montreal thought Montreal would be there. Uh, Dave, uh, we just got about a couple minutes left. Uh, just give us a snapshot of your thoughts going into the Stanley Cup Finals as uh, the country of Canada looking to win their first Stanley Cup since 1993 when Montreal did it. Seriously, you know, it's the last team to do it was that. And I told you uh, while we were off air, Scott, my neighbor, his name is Jim Pierce. He is a big game sports show fan i realized this by standing outside having a, a cold one while letting my dog outside and he was talking about a radio show on espn 1400 and it was ours so uh all right it's, it's great stuff he is a big montreal fan so i gotta give him a shout out uh sean landry who's a big montreal fan good friend of mine and josh Cherisolo, a friend of mine who is uh in london is a tampa bay fan so it's kind of some torment going on between friendships uh with all these playoffs but the montreal canadians have done the unthinkable and as you mentioned our top shelf edition uh that they were a team that showed that heart can beat hard work throughout this entirety of the playoffs. Plus, they have a very good goaltender in net as well. That certainly does help. But they have a team right now that is doing the unthinkable. They're like the 3 Mighty Ducks. They're like that team that is that Cinderella team going against that powerhouse, okay, where, you know, Calgary and, and, and Tampa Bay, that last time Tampa Bay won the Cup, besides defeating Dallas last year, was when they defeated Calgary in 4 right? So it's like they have, they like playing those Canadian teams in the finals and it's certainly going to be interesting. But as I said on the, my edition yesterday on the Top Shelf edition, despite how I do think Tampa Bay is going to win, I am a man of my word. I did say on previous editions that if Montreal made the Stanley Cup Finals, that I would say Montreal would win the Cup. So here it goes. Everyone should probably record this. As a, I am a Leaf fan, as everyone knows. I will say, in terms of not being forced to, just being a man of my word, despite thinking the Tampa will win, I will say Montreal will win the Stanley Cup in six games at the Bell Center and bring the Stanley Cup back to where it belongs in Canada. No offense to our listeners over in the United States. You've had it enough. It's time for Canada and Canadian teams to rule. And the Montreal Canadiens have deserved to get where they are. And thumbs up to Montreal. It all starts tonight. It's going to be exciting. They're in for tough, though, against a very superior Tampa Bay Lightning squad. Yeah, a couple Montreal fans that I know listen to this show, uh, Murray Meehan, Tom Coates, very excited about the Canadians, and uh, I'm rooting for them as well. Dave, uh, we got about a minute left. Uh, just give our listeners an idea of what's on tap for the game sports show over in Sioux, Ontario over the next few days. Oh, we've certainly been busy, Scott, with additions that we've uploaded from hockey, soccer, basketball, ESPN. We, we're going to be doing an upcoming basketball one, you know. We've got lots going on, of course, and from our previous upload with Top Shelf, as we mentioned, 
uh, we do have a special edition upload. I did tell listeners it would be on Friday last week. I lied. I'm sorry. We had other news shows come up, and I don't want to upload too much. So we are going to be uploading the Dan Lacatour special edition upload, which will be on our website by Wednesday, that I can assure you. So you can make sure you tune into that. Other than that, we do plan to have some other news shows this week, which it could be either from Top Shelf, from basketball or soccer. Just make sure you tune in. We don't have any concrete dates uh, because of all the news that is happening, all the sports that are happening. So you just got to make sure you keep an eye on the GameSportsShow.com for all that. But one thing I could tell you again, most certainly Dan Lacatour special edition upload, former NHL player for the Boston Bruins, will be uploaded by Wednesday, June the 30th. David McKay Jr. joining us on the game. Kegger, thanks for joining us once again. Have a great Canada Day and long weekend. Look forward to seeing you in person very soon and look forward to talking to you next week for our next edition of the game here on ESPN 1400. Sounds good, my friend. And listeners, make sure to hit like, follow, and subscribe on all of our platforms. I can't wait to be back in studio with you, Scotty. I miss seeing you in person, my friend. Soon, very soon. We're going to take a break. We come back. We'll talk Detroit sports with Butch Davis. All coming up on the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show, The Game, ESPN 1400. You can catch podcasts of The Game at thegamesportshow.com. Now let's get back to it with Scott Nason here on ESPN 1400. 645 on the game, ESPN 1400. Scott Mason with you. Want to thank co-host David McKay Jr. for joining us in the last segment. And joining us now, co-host of the game here on ESPN 1400 and host of his own show, Butch on Sports. Brand new edition from last night, which you can find on his website, Simply Butch 2. That's T-O-O.Potomatic.com, or you can find them on our websites. Butch Davis joining us on the game. Butch, how you doing on this Monday night? I know you guys have had all sorts of weather uh, problems and concerns. Uh, how, how are you doing? Yes, this has been a uh, this has been a trip uh, weekend here with uh, a lot of things going on and with the weather, uh, not only here but back at my own home base in uh, Portland, Oregon, and Seattle, Washington. It's uh, it's it's beholding. Uh, it's it's I I can't explain it. I'm out of words. Yeah, it really is. Uh, you know, major flooding in Metro Detroit. We had some tornadoes in the thumb of Michigan and then just oppressive heat in, in areas. Butch, you know, it's not like it's Death Valley or Las Vegas, Portland, Seattle. You lived out there. These aren't temperatures that they're used to. Uh, you know, we saw the track and field uh, qualifying rounds, uh, you know, get delayed and just uh, just amazing heat. Those folks out there, they're not used to that. They're not used to it. If you have an 80-degree day, that's hot considered in Portland, Oregon, and up in Seattle and whatnot there. 90 degrees is oppressive. But, uh, in you know, I've been through those 100-degree heat days in the 80s uh, when they had it the well, last time in the 80s. And when I visited there in 2001, uh, it happened again. But it seems like it happens every 15 years or something of that nature there. But... You know, I wish everybody well. And, you know, I talked to some relatives and whatnot last night. They seem to be weathering the storm there. Yeah, Butch, and just finally on the weather, as far as just the, the flooding that has gone on, and, and people up here have seen the pictures as far as, you know, many of the highways still flooded out. Has that improved? Are there still areas down there that are impassable because of the heavy rains? Yes, it is. I-94 between um, I-96 
uh, going up to Lansing, and <clears throat> and, and therefore uh, those uh, roads are closed still. They still have not succeeded in the, the flooding there. Uh, the, the deal is, is where are you going to put the water? Right. Once you pump it out. And the big deal is, again, is that the pumping stations, 15 of them, 14 of them were not working. Oh. Well, we're certainly keeping our fingers crossed, and hopefully uh, everyone can, you know, get through the flooding and the heat, and we'll certainly, uh, you know, keep our fingers crossed and, and say our prayers for those involved. Uh, Butch, let's start off the sports segment of the show, which we are a sports show, but that was very important. Uh, something we're not also used to, Butch, uh, the Tigers uh, winning and playing small ball. The Tigers go 4-2 and two on their latest homestand after a two-game sweep of the Cardinals midweek. The Tigers split a four-game set against Houston, uh, winning on Sunday afternoon 2-1 to one in 10 innings as Robbie Grossman's squeeze bunt. Yes, that's right. A Detroit Tiger got a squeeze bunt in the 10th inning to drive in the winning run. The Tigers' butch went 5-2 and two against Houston, who's in first place in the AL West. They now sit at 34-44, and 44, heading to Cleveland for a three-game set starting tonight before returning home to take on the White Sox in a three-game series. Uh, butch? Pretty successful homestand for the Tigers going 4-2 and two against, you know, a couple pretty good clubs. Well, let me first of all apologize to the fans out there. Last night I mentioned in um, uh, the 26-25 record since uh, April. I used the word April instead of using May 1st. I apologize to them. They're 26-25 since May 1st. Uh, they're 12-12 right now this month, uh, closing to the end of the month here. Um, they're doing a lot of things that they should have been doing all along there. You know, I I have always preached about the bunting situation there, and they finally uh, it worked like a charm there, and they, they use they had some speed to get it done. Um, they're, 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 the pitching, the starting pitching, seems to be the big key right now. They're coming together on basically a setup or a system where we know who's going to be pitching. Some of them young kids that are have been held back. They're being called up slowly but surely, and they have made a huge impact. And plus the ones who are on the team at the beginning of the season, uh, they're getting better because of beware. If you can't get better, then the Tigers are going to get rid of you. They're going to bring these young kids up. And I think that message is very clear to everybody on the team that, if you can't get it done, we got kids down in Toledo and Erie and even Western Michigan that can get it done. So they're not afraid to pull that trigger and get these kids up there and give them an opportunity. Butch, it was the first time that Houston had been to Detroit since their World Series scandal. Of course, A.J. Hinch, the former manager of Houston, and, well, the Tiger fans uh, let them have it. Not A.J. Hinch, but uh, Carlos Carrera, uh, one of the players, uh, you know, wherever Houston goes there, getting booed. Uh, A.J. Hinch obviously said it's uncomfortable uh, that he was a part of that, but you know what? I think the fans have every right to do that to that team, and I have no problem with it. What say you? I pay no attention to it at all here, really. It's, you know, you're blowing off steam, and, and then some something happened a couple years back, maybe three years back there. Blowing off steam, and, you know, for the, the, the crowd in Detroit, which was not many, okay? Right. I'll repeat that. It was not many. I'm looking at maybe Dodger Stadium that was packed last night during that game there and compare that to Comerica Park there 
you know, a handful of people scattered here, there, and everywhere. Uh, it, it didn't bother. I'm quite sure it did not bother him. It may got loud to the point where, you know, it's noticeable, but again, that's not bothering this man right now. That's over and done with, and they can continue to do all they want to do. They're paying fans. They have the respect to do that. As long as they don't throw beer cans and, and liquor bottles and all this <laughs> other stuff on the field at him, you know, I think he, he'll be fine. I do as well, but uh, Michael Fulmer uh, back on the disabled list for at least 10 days, what the Tigers are describing as a right cervical spine strain. Uh, left-hander Miguel Del Poza was summoned up from AAA Toledo to take Fulmer's roster spot. This is the second time uh, Fulmer has been hurt. Uh, certainly someone that, you know, Butch has kind of developed into that save role. Uh, well, what's your thoughts on Fulmer being gone? Health-wise, you know, this is a work in progress there. You you know, he, after Tommy John surgery, it's just like my knee when I had an uh, operation there. You you expect to be right in three or four months, and it's not going to happen. It takes practically around in the area about two years for your body to get fully healed by that. Hopefully the trainers of the Detroit Tigers are getting the whole body right and just not the arm itself there because they're just doing that. Fulmer's going to have some more problems up and down the road there, okay? So uh, hopefully they're getting wise and keep them out, get the whole body right because the cervical spine there is basically you're talking about the neck there, and that's an important part of your body. That controls a whole heck of a lot of stuff there. So he, they got to be cautious and careful with Fulmer there. Butch, we're heading into the 4th of July weekend where many uh, start to look at the pennant races uh, real quick, AL East, Boston, a half game ahead of Tampa. In the AL Central, Chicago leads Cleveland by two and a half games. In the AL West, Houston leading Oakland by two. Nationally, the Mets lead Washington by four. Atlanta and Philly by five. In the NL Central, Milwaukee still in first place, three games ahead of the Chicago Cubs. And in the NL West, San Francisco, they continue to play well. They lead that division over the Dodgers, three and a half games. In San Diego, four and a half games. So, you know, the races are starting to set up, but really where the rubber starts starts meeting the road is after we get through the fourth and you know a lot of these other sporting events are done i think that's when more people pay attention to major league baseball is there anything that you're paying attention to right now as far as the league besides umpires checking pitchers and yesterday actually ejecting one yeah they got one in seattle there and he'll get a 10-day suspension and uh and we're paid by golly yeah not bad at all. Stay home and play with your kids and stuff there and watch TV and drink beer, you know, <laughs> and, and still have your job and still get a paycheck. So that's not all that tragic there, you know, for that to happen. But, again, it's an inconvenience to a lot of teams if your pitchers are doing something that they have no business doing, which I understand right now through uh, just some basic conversation this weekend that – um there's a lot of pitchers going to, uh, they're very not happy with that particular decision. And they felt that Major League Baseball should have done that at the beginning of the year instead of in the middle. Now, the big portion of this particular scenario is if the trade deadline is in July the 31st, and you're going to have a lot of teams now scrambling around, and this is including the Tigers as well of getting uh, some players in there that's going to help their particular situations out, relievers, and therefore, 
Uh, it's going to be something. Then you got the Olympics also that's going to keep a lot of fans away from baseball right now because they're interested in that there. Yeah, we're going to talk all of those uh, sporting events that you mentioned in Hour 2. Butch, let's wrap up Hour 1 with... Lady Luck finally giving the Detroit Pistons some luck last week in the NBA draft lottery as they will have the number one pick in this year's NBA draft. This is the highest draft position since 2003 and the Darko Milicic draft and the first time since 1970 the Pistons own the number one pick and they got a pretty darn good player in that one in Bob Lanier. Kate Cunningham, who's the point guard out of Oklahoma State, is the projected number one pick. The Pistons did draft draft a point guard last year in Killian Hayes. So, Butch, the uh, luck went the Pistons' way, and they have the number one pick. Uh, your thoughts? Well, the luck went their way, and it shocked me to I don't know what. Me year. too. Me but too. Said, you know, I'm still scratching my head on that one. I, I didn't know it could happen. Because I always thought that Houston was going to get the, that number one pick. It didn't happen that way. Detroit got it, and I'm so happy for it. Now Detroit's going to have to be very, very cautious of not letting the namesakers uh, influence their draft choice and getting the best player who's not only uh, really good and will improve the team's status, but be healthy when they come into camp. Right. I can't speak enough that we have gotten too many draft choices that basically when they get into camp, they're not right, and uh, we the Pistons cannot afford missing a player or someone who they count on to to upgrade their standings there uh, to lose them there because of injury or something that the scouts did overlooked in drafting that particular player. So don't count your hands on Cunningham there. There's a lot of other players out there that basically may be a better fit for the Detroit Pistons than that. Yeah, and just because you have the number one pick, Butch, it doesn't always pan out. You know, you look through Detroit sports history. I can remember the Red Wings taking um, Murphy out of Michigan State with the first pick in the mid-80s. And, you know, a decent player. You're you're not guaranteed to get that guy, but the Pistons certainly, you know, they have a a lot of draft capital if they want to use it. And and certainly it was something for the franchise, almost like an adrenaline shot, and hopefully they won't mess it up. But again, you got to look at this particular situation that they're in right now. What kind of player would turn things around? Their, their guard situation is very, right now, is very, very good there from what I'm looking at if everybody comes in healthy. Now, this particular player, what do you do with those other guards or those other players holding them back? Do you trade? Do you do something that's going to bring? They don't have a what you call a sustainable big man, but uh, Mason Plumley. And who are you going to get in order to decide uh, them? You do have Isaiah Stewart, but again, he's a he's a changeable part. They may use him at forward. They may use him in other particular situations. They got to have a doggone good bench because right now in the NBA. It's not only your starters that keep keep you going, but what you got coming off the bench to keep things, uh, uh, the momentum uh, positive there. Yeah, especially with all these injuries, which we will talk about in hour two. We're going to take our top of the hour break, Butch. When you and I come back, we will continue the NBA talk with some uh, coaching announcements. Uh, Chauncey Billups, along with Jason Kidd, 
We'll also talk conference finals and look at the other sports that you want to know more about. All coming up on the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show, The Game, ESPN 1400. The last tractor you'll ever need is here. Get into a Massey Ferguson Compactor Utility Tractor and accomplish more than ever before. These versatile tractors are known for their unbeatable power, smart fuel economy, and upgraded creature comforts. And with their ability to multitask through any job around the yard or farm, they'll provide you with outstanding value for years to come. Do all you need to do and more with Massey Ferguson Compact and Utility Tractors. Visit Skinners of Pigford to find the right model for your operation. Done being stuck in the house? Ready for some summer fun on the water? Stop by Central Savings Bank for that boat or jet ski loan. Don't want to be on the water? That's okay. Come see a lender about a camper or maybe a home equity for that cabin in the woods or a side-by-side or ATV. Remember, you can always apply online at centralsavingsbank.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Equal Housing Lender, member FDIC. Ask what we can do for you. Whatever you're up to this summer, Central Savings Bank has the loan product to help get it done. Whether it's buying a boat, side-by-side, camper or cabin, tractor, a new house, or a ticket out of here, we can help. Call, stop by, or apply online at centralsavingsbank.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Central Savings Bank, ask what we can do for you. It's 2021 and Green Metals in Dafter, your honest, main source, one-stop metal recycling business serving Northern Michigan, hopes everyone has a prosperous year. If you need a few extra dollars to help with your heating bills or that trip you may want to take to the warm state of Hawaii, bring Reed Metals your unwanted scrap metals and they'll print you a check. Reed Metals is paying top dollar for whole scrap vehicles. They also buy heavy equipment, catalytic converters, radiators, batteries, rims, and motors. Reed Metals will give you an honest price without surprise fees or deductions at the scale. Bring in copper, brass, lead, tin, cast, aluminum, steel, and many more types of recyclable metals, and they'll print you a check with your name on it. Reed Metals is your honest, one-stop metal recycling business. They also offer roll-off dumpster service. Reed Metals is open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. Visit ReedMetals.com or call 906-632-0018. Bring it in or have it hauled, and Reed Metals will print you a check with your name on it. Reed Metals, 10 miles south of the Sioux on Mackinac Trail. Let's get to the second half of the game here on ESPN 1400, WKNW, Sioux St. Marie's sports leader. It's the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show. Now, here's Scott Nason. And welcome back to the game on ESPN 1400. Scott Nason with you, along with co-host Butch Davis, for hour two of the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show. And when we last left off, Butch, we were talking about the Detroit Pistons and getting the number one pick in the upcoming NBA draft. And uh, before we get to the NBA playoffs, certainly a lot of coaching news going on over the last couple days, including former Detroit Pistons Chauncey Bill. He has agreed to coach the Portland Trail Blazers, according to ESPN's Adrian Wojnarski. This is a five-year deal. Jason Kidd is coming back to Dallas once again after Rick Carlisle uh, resigned and uh, took the job in Indiana last week. Jason Kidd is going back to Dallas, and the Boston Celtics' new coach 
M.A. Aduka, I think I got that right. Butch, lots of uh, coaching changes. Uh, certainly a couple names that we talked about a couple weeks ago as far as female coaching uh, applicants, including Becky Hammond and others, didn't get any jobs. But uh, what are your thoughts on some of these hires? Well, it, it, it's what's in the best interest of the team is as they can go a lot farther there. The, uh, many of those coaches, the two of them at least, and the one in Portland, one in uh, Dallas, they resigned only for Rick Carlisle to go to Indiana, uh, which that had to be a backdoor deal <laughs> for him to resign and, uh, and eventually end up getting picked up by Indiana. But again, the Portland situation seemed to be some rumblings on that. Uh, Damian Lillard in, uh, in the highlights of that particular conversation there, uh, we don't know where he stands as far as want to stay with Portland due to put Chauncey Billups there. Chauncey Billups, knowing him very personally there, uh, and, and knowing his dad very personally, I've been knowing that family for quite some time. And uh, Chauncey Billups is not going to take no mess. He's, he's a no-nonsense guy. He loves the basics of, the, of playing basketball. If you can't go out there and play offense as well as defense, you're not going to be playing in Portland any longer. Uh, the, the, the dealings with um, Jason Kidd, that was very interesting there because, again, when they hired Jason Kidd, they also hired the general manager. And so a lot of people are feeling that Jason Kidd wanted his pick of a general manager that would work with them instead of working against them. As you know, as you the saga of Jason Kidd is that he's been a very good coach, but he's not had general managers very agreeable with him when it comes down to how he ran a ball club there. So I think that was very important for Jason Kidd when he went back to Dallas in order to get that general manager who will work with him and not work against him. Butch, moving on to the NBA. NBA playoffs. We're in the conference finals. Last night, the Milwaukee Bucks took a 2-1 series lead over Atlanta in their Eastern Conference final as Chris Middleton scored 38 points and grabbed 11 rebounds as the Bucks won at Atlanta. 113-102. Game 4 is Tuesday night in Atlanta and certainly there's questions on Trey Young and his health as he uh, rolled an ankle while stepping on a referee who was out of bounds as we just continue to see just so many injuries in these NBA playoffs and tonight Butch game five in the Western finals in Phoenix as the Suns look to make it to their first NBA final since 1993 as they lead the LA Clippers three games to one after their low scoring 84 to 80 win over the Clippers on Saturday and Butch, I've been so impressed by this Phoenix team. I mean, they just this team has come so far so quickly. Certainly gives teams like the Pistons and others hope as far as, you know, heck, Phoenix did it well. Maybe we can too, but they've been a lot of fun to watch. Your thought on the NBA playoffs? Well, the, the, the big deal with the Phoenix Sun is they had a, a dog on the coach going in the play. And, uh, he is an excellent coach. He, he shouldn't have uh, left or got rid of in uh, New Orleans there, where he was at first, but he went to uh, Phoenix and did a doggone good job last year during the uh, the bubble here. And this year, all those things are paying off and with dividends with younger players there. Again, these younger players got to buy into what the particular uh coach wants them to do in order to get better. And they buy into that, I think, is 
but the Pistons have a very good chance of themselves uh, going into playoff ramifications there. They have some very talented kids, but again, they can't be uh, going out there like a bunch of bozos there because there's a time and a place to do certain things in the game there. And my thing is, is that is the emphasis, and I'm talking about Detroit, that is, is the emphasis on the three-point shot is a big, it's going to be a big play. If it is, uh, we're going to see a coach bouncing out of there quicker than uh, than sooner there. Uh, I, I, you gotta do the basics there. You gotta be able to shoot a 14 foot jumper. You gotta play in the paint and you gotta have some men involving where they can pick and roll and, and play that paint there. Uh, Phoenix is just doing an outstanding job of doing that. And plus, I do believe that the Clippers as well as the Hawks, they're gonna run out of gas, okay? Yeah. And then we're gonna find the two best teams going up against uh, each other in in the playoffs, and that is the Bucks as well as the Suns. There, I think the Suns. Hopefully, they will they'll take care of your business uh, in front of their home fans on this particular night. Now you got the Bucks and uh, the Hawks dealing with their particular situation, and that is dependent on if Trey Young can come back. Somewhat healthy. He's not going to be 100%. You bet your bottom dollar on that. Yeah, he's listed as questionable right now, Butch, for game four. He has a bone bruise in the foot. And, you know, you look at Atlanta's chances without Trey Young. Uh, you know, can they win a game or two? Maybe. But, you know, to win that series, especially the way Milwaukee's playing. I mean, Giannis and Middleton, they've really, you know, developed into a one-two punch uh, despite Giannis's free throw uh, efforts. Uh, if Atlanta's going to get in this series, Butch, Trey Young has to play, even if he's at 75%, because in my opinion, if he's not out there, it's going to be awful. Tough. It's very going to be awful tough on him there, but who's going to back up Trey Young when he's out of the lineup there? And all you got is Lou Williams there, and Lou Williams hasn't showed me anything right now no. in the playoffs as the Lou Williams of old when he was with the Clippers there and was just lighting up the Nets. Uh, if that is the case, Lou Williams is going to have to come in there and put some dynamite numbers in there. So it's going to depend on the Hawks. And who comes off that bench to uh, spell Trey Young? Because you know good and well, he's not going to be able to do unless miracles can be arise. A bone, a bone bruise is something not to be played with because all you can do is make the particular injury worse. Butch, let's move on to the NHL and uh, not much out of Detroit Red Wings uh, organization over the past week as they prepare for the NHL entry draft next month. Uh, we did get news, I think, last week, uh, just as the show was ending, that former Detroit Red Wing uh, Gerard Gallant is the new coach of the New York Rangers, uh, taking over a young team with potential. But uh, a team, Butch, uh, unlike where he's gone before in Columbus, Florida, and Vegas, I think he's going to be more under the microscope of this team's got to win quick. I don't think there's going to be a whole lot of patience in the Big Apple for Gerard Gallant. I just wanted your thoughts because, you know, we've talked potentially as, you know, possibly a, a guy coming for the Detroit Red Wings with his connection to general manager Steve Eiserman. Your thoughts on Gerard Gallant taking over the New York Rangers? We wish him the best, but again, it's all dependent on the general manager and how he's going to run the ship there. And you mentioned the microscope. That is a key word in this particular situation there. Red Wings, uh, the Rangers, I should say, there, they're very far away from where the Red Wings are right now as far as young players there. they got a lot of veterans uh, on the particular roster that they got to make the 
conversations on how they're going to deal with things, why Jalan is there. Now, Jalan is a very inspirational and also a very um, intelligent guy when it comes down to getting the, the veterans to play together and whatnot. If he can do that, then the Rangers will be a better team. But, again, that all depends on the general manager and the cooperation from him and Jalan, uh, how things are going to go well for the the Rangers. I say right now the Red Wings missed an opportunity to get a very good bench coach on their side. If Jalant Kane came to the Red Wings, it would be a lot smoother. And you could say that the, the growth and development of the Red Wings would probably would happen a lot quicker. Butch, uh, starting tonight, the Stanley Cup Finals will take place in Tampa Bay for Game 1 at 8 p.m., as the defending champion at Tampa Bay Lightning take on the upstart Montreal Canadiens. And this, Butch, a very unlikely Stanley Cup final matchup because in a normal year, they wouldn't be able to meet in this stage uh, as far as the divisions are set. On one side, you have the defending champ Lightning, a fast, skilled, experienced, playoff tested, uh, one of the superpower franchises on the ice. And now you have the Montreal Canadiens playing to end a 28 year championship drought, not only for them, but the entire nation of Canada, who I think is supporting the Montreal Canadiens, Tampa Bay and Montreal Stanley Cup finals. Your thoughts. Well, maybe everybody but Dave McCain. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> He's probably still rolling away with Toronto there. But again, the worst and the best of the East in the playoffs yeah. they are going to meet together with Stanley Cup. So this gives a lot of fans who hope for the Red Wings to do well if they could be at the bottom of the barrel there to come in there. Again, if you play together, you go out there and work together, and, and you do things right. Montreal has a very good chance of putting up some spoilers. But again, when you look at the the way that the Lightning handles their business and how smart those players are, and Steve Eisenman still should get a ring for that there. Yep. Uh, boy, oh boy, it's gonna be it's gonna be very very difficult. Now, what's not gonna be difficult for Montreal is is knocking a player on their tail. Montreal is very can be very very physical there, and that may be the camel straw in making uh, this particular series go a little bit longer. And Butch, uh, one of the keys, obviously, in any series in hockey is goaltending. Uh, certainly, you have a couple elite goaltenders right now with Carey Price for Montreal and Andre Belashevsky with Tampa Bay. And you look at what Price has done. I mean, this guy's 33 years old. He's an Olympic gold medalist. He's been league leader in wins, a save percentage, six-time NHL All-Star, has everything but that Stanley Cup and certainly a great chance for him. And, you know, you look at this Tampa franchise, you said Steve Eiserman still deserves a ring. Uh, I would absolutely agree with that. Since the start of the 2014-15 season, they've led the league in regular season wins, playoff wins, playoff series wins, and are playing in their third Stanley Cup final. And if they win, uh, you know, now you put them on a different level of success because now you win back-to-back. This is something that doesn't happen a lot in Uh hockey. Uh, Pittsburgh did it a few years ago of course the wings back in the 90s the pittsburgh penguins but you know recent hockey history bush this doesn't happen and certainly red wings fans you know i think can take from that the belief in steve eiserman that he can turn around the detroit franchise so certainly a lot riding on this series well a lot of things are going to be it's been a long 
times as a Canadian team since 1993 has uh, been in the Stanley Cup parade there. And um, Montreal, again, they got a very good chance of coming to physicality there. This is a big team there that's going to be on the ice. And Tampa Bay is also a big, large team on the ice there. And the one thing I see with Montreal that they're very good at is being very physical. These are two East teams. Now, you know, the East love to hit one another and beat each other's brains out there. So this is going to be at the beginning of uh, this particular series for the Stanley Cup. This is going to be a knockout, dragout fair. I can't wait to see the beginning of the match because there's going to be some people laying on their rear end on the ice for at least the first 30 minutes of the game. Yep, set the tone indeed. It's going to be a great Stanley Cup, and, uh, well, I'll, I'll be happy with whatever with team wins. With fans in the stands and a lot of them. Butch, we're going to take a break. When you and I come back, we still got to talk some NFL along with, oh, boy, we got lots of stuff to talk about, so let's not waste any time. Let's hear from our sponsors, and we'll be back on the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show, The Game, ESPN 1400. At Old Mission Bank, we're ready to make your home ownership dreams a reality. We're excited to announce that we now offer USDA home loans with options for 100% financing. You heard that right, 100% financing for qualifying USDA mortgages. Come see our experienced lenders to discuss your personal options and let us find the right mortgage for your needs, because it's what we do best. Act now to pre-qualify by calling us or apply directly online at OMBLoans.com. We're Old Mission Bank, home of your experienced local mortgage professionals. FDIC insured equal housing lender summer the change of seasons is sure to bring a smile to your face don't let your mood sour at the prospect of dealing with that unreliable mower for yet another year rely on the experts at gaylor thompson sales and service their highly skilled technicians can help gaylor thompson sales and service takes pride in their work and they know that an ounce of prevention can mean years of reliability down the road call them to talk about your service needs or stop in and chat with paul and the gang today gaylor thompson sales and service just off i-75 exit 373 Rudyard, Michigan. Getting the kids to practice on time. Remembering if it's your day to bring snacks. Making it to the game with a clean jersey. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. Auto owners works with independent agents who answer when you call, so you can worry about more important things, like whether your kid is going to run toward first or third base. That's simple human sense. Madigan Pingator, your independent auto owner's agency on West Water Street in the Sioux. Let's get back to the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show. Let's get back to the game on ESPN 1400. 718 on the game, ESPN 1400. Scott Nason with you as we are continue to be joined by co-host Butch Davis from Butch on Sports. Uh, Butch, let's move on to the Detroit Lions. Uh, not a whole lot of news that I could find. I did see they added a wide receiver, uh, Chad Hansen, who played, I believe, uh, with Jared Goff before he was selected. I think he's out of USC, and that's about it. That's the only uh, news that I could find as far as the Detroit Lions. Pretty quiet time of year, Butch. Anything on your end? So OTAs and also getting uh, their last uh, brouhaha with their families and all. That means uh, players moving or having some uh, personal time with their families there because it won't be long before uh, the actual uh, summer camps are going to come into play there. But no, we ain't heard too much about that. We probably won't hear too much 
for a good length of time until those camps start up there. Butch, uh, something that happened uh, towards the end of our show last week uh, certainly made some news in the NFL as uh, Carl Nassib, a defensive lineman with the Las Vegas Raiders, became the first active NFL player in league history to announce he is gay. And in an Instagram video on Monday, he said, I'm Carl Nassib. I'm at my house here in Westchester, Pennsylvania. I just wanted to take a quick moment to say that I'm gay. I've been meaning to do this for a while, but I finally feel comfortable enough to get it off my chest. Uh, Nasib has played five years with three teams and is entering his second season with the Raiders. He said in a statement occupying or accompanying the video that he had agonized over the decision to announce he was gay for 15 years. Certainly a pretty newsworthy event as far as you know, uh, somebody in, in a sport where maybe a lot of people might think that's not uh, such a good thing to do. I think uh, Nasib showed a lot of courage uh, to do just that. Well, a lot of people are coming from from the closet there. To, if, if, if that would be necessary for them to live a, a whole life, okay, to uh, announce that they were or are gay or whatnot there. Uh, he picked that month that basically uh, – People are celebrating uh, Gay Pride Month there uh, for many uh, active uh, transsexuals and also uh, gay and lesbian uh, participants there. Uh, he he felt that it was time for him to let people know. So uh, more power to him. You know, we will watch and see how the NFL actually treat this particular situation because it's one thing to say behind closed doors. It's another thing when you're actively on the field and how players are going to react toward it. Absolutely. Uh, Butch, let's move on to the Olympics. The Tokyo Olympics are just over a month away, and both the U.S. men's and women's basketball roster is complete. And that includes Jeremy Grant from the Detroit Pistons, one of the 12 players named to the squad. Uh, other players, Kevin Durant from Brooklyn, Damian Lillard from Portland, Devin Booker still playing uh, f- for Phoenix in the playoffs, Jason Tatum from the Celtics, Bradley Beal from the Wizards, Chris Middleton from the Bucks, Zach Levine from the Bulls, uh, Bam Adamato from the Heat, Draymond Green, former Michigan State Spartan for Golden State, Drew Holiday for Milwaukee, and Kevin Love, who certainly <laughs> received a a little attention uh, from a few folks in the media with his selection. Uh, your thoughts on Team USA? Obviously, not with a lot of the big stars, uh, LeBron, Steph Curry, and others, but a pretty formidable squad, I think, for Tokyo and Team USA. Well, it's a formidable game, but again, how you go through the process of picking who's going to be on the team and who's not is the question I think everyone is asking themselves there because. There's a many uh, NBA players that could or should have been given consideration in being uh, part of the Olympic uh, experience there. So I'm quite sure, and that's including the women as well. So, and there was a lot of uh, argument on the women's is just as much as uh, Jalen Rose, and, and I think it's safe for me to say it. Uh, made the statement about Kevin Love and why is he on there. And then basically Kevin Love did not have what you call 
a banner year last year with basically uh, him being injured three-fourths of the season. How did he get on the team versus some of the other players around the NBA or college basketball for that matter, okay, uh, uh, not given any consideration. I think after this Olympics is over, they're going to have to take a hard look on how they pronounce and how they uh, set up a roster as far as the women's basketball as well as the men. And there's a lot of injustice in that because there are players that I can look at on rosters that basically may uh, earn or deserve a lot more credit to be on the Olympic team there. I think you got to have a lot of savvy there. you got to have some uh, uh, much, much discipline. And if that goes into play, yes, they do have some capable people on there. But, again, you got to look at the, the the other side of the bush there, who's, who's missing. And I went through some rosters there, and I'm not going to name some of the players there that I think should have got some consideration. But, again, how the USA does that with the women as well as the men, that needs to be looked at very, very seriously there. I think you're right, Butch. I mean, I don't have rosters in front of me, but I can think of probably about three dozen players that probably are in a better position and have had a better season than Kevin Love. And, you know, this goes back to the 1992 Dream Team, and everybody remembers the the, the controversy there as far as Isaiah Thomas not being on that squad, and then you had the matter of Christian Leitner being on that squad when many people thought there certainly could be someone else. So this isn't a new problem. This is something that's really happened since the, the dream team started back in 92. And beyond that as well there, you know, because you you look at the environment, you know, for instance, Candace Parker, I'll use that as a prime example. There's no reason she should not have been on the Olympic team, but she was not picked, okay? But she'll be doing commentary for NBC, per se. You know, maybe that is a consolation prize for her. But again, for a player of her stature and status, uh, that is pretty pretty doggone mean there. Also, you look at the fact that, um, you look at also the fact that, um, in the, uh, the, the Connecticut, uh, uh, flavor of the, uh, University of Connecticut coach for the women's team got as many as six former players from that particular, uh, to be part of that there, you know, be part of the women's team. So again, that's gonna have to be looked at very closely there. Uh, Tarazi, are you really serious? <laughs> this lady has been injured all year long. So, how can, who's the replacement for her if she can't make it? Yeah, Sue Bird and Deanna Taurasi named to their fifth Olympic team, and there's also six first-time Olympians on the women's squad. And Butch, uh, you know, it's been in the news a bit as far as Japan and and what's going on there as far as COVID-19. Uh, and, you know, COVID-19 is still uh, affecting a lot of things, including college baseball, which we'll talk about in a little bit. The Japanese Prime Minister pledged uh, today to strengthen health controls at airports after a Ugandan Olympic team member tested 
tested positive for COVID-19 at the town hosting their training camp, triggering concerns that the upcoming games will spread infections. A Ugandan team member, reportedly a coach, tested positive Saturday at Tokyo's International Airport, quarantined there, but the rest of the nine-person team was allowed to travel more than 300 miles on a chartered bus to their pre-Olympic camp. And three days later, a second Ugandan athlete also tests positive for the virus. And But, you know, we've seen a lot of regulations obviously uh, be rescinded as far as COVID-19 with the increased vaccinations. But, you know, COVID-19 is not going away. It still affects things. And no, at the Olympics, it's affecting it. I had a huge meeting, <coughs> huge church meeting, just in particular before I went on the air with you this, uh, this evening there on, you know, the do's and don'ts of do we do this, do we allow people to... To, to take communion with the cop and a whole right. lot of other straight it you know it's not really concrete on what we should and should not do a lot of it has to do again and I hate to say it with money okay it has a lot to do with this there and hopefully people put the money aside and look at the basic health of a human being first and foremost before uh, a lot of things get out of hand again there uh, which we hope it doesn't happen. Butch, uh, before we go to our next break, a major PGA golf uh, event coming to Metro Detroit at the Detroit Golf Club this July 1st through the 4th, the Rocket Mortgage Classic, uh, which will include 13 major champions, including winners of two this year, will headline the field, including Phil Mickelson, who won the PGA Championship, Hideki Matsuyama, winner of the Masters, along with others like Bryson DeChambeau, Bubba Watson, Patrick Reed, and the name goes on and on, or I should say the names go on and on. Uh, certainly uh, a big event coming to Metro Detroit. Are you going to catch any of that? No. <laughs> <laughs> After that lead up? Right now, I think the major thing in Detroit right now uh, is where these players are going to go, where they're going to stay. We, we know the majority of the players are not going to stay in Detroit. They will probably for travel reasons play and stay in Oakland County uh, for for the best interest, if you know there's no flooding or or no uh, uh, catastrophes on that, there we're not clear out the weather yet as far as how things will go on. Uh, you know, I I I like the, the city of Detroit uh, putting up the Rocket Classic there. I I think they need to do a better job of getting the name some of the good name players around the world to come and participate in that. There, the money's there. Uh, the golf course is a um, is a good golf course. Uh, they gotta they gotta do a better job of, of harvesting more and more uh, professional uh, golfers to get part of that particular classic. Butch, we're going to take our bottom of the hour break here on the game. When you and I come back, we still have a lot to cover, including Euro 2020. What a wild game is games. I should say that happened. And just before our show, we'll also talk a little Wimbledon tour to France, college baseball, and who knows what else we'll come up with all coming up on the twin Sioux's only local regional and national sports show, the game ESPN 1400. 
Jeep Freedom Days at O'Connor's of Pickford are a great chance for you to score savings on your favorite Jeep models, like Jeep Gladiators and Jeep Wranglers. You'll be cruising in style this summer and with great lease opportunities and financing options. Make sure you ask about Great Lakes bonus cash, too. Save with returning leasey and first responder incentives, too, all month long during Jeep Freedom Days at O'Connor's of Pickford. O'Connor's Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram. The last tractor you'll ever need is here. Get into a Massey Ferguson compact or utility tractor and accomplish more than ever before. These versatile tractors are known for their unbeatable power, smart fuel economy, and upgraded creature comforts. And with their ability to multitask through any job around the yard or farm, they'll provide you with outstanding value for years to come. Do all you need to do and more with Massey Ferguson compact and utility tractors. Visit Skinners of Pigford to find the right model for your operation. Done being stuck in the house? Ready for some summer fun on the water? Stop by Central Savings Bank for that boat or jet ski loan. Don't want to be on the water? That's okay. Come see a lender about a camper or maybe a home equity for that cabin in the woods or a side-by-side or ATV. Remember, you can always apply online at centralsavingsbank.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Equal Housing Lender, member FDIC. Ask what we can do for you. Whatever you're up to this summer, Central Savings Bank has the loan product to help get it done. Whether it's buying a boat, side-by-side, camper or cabin, tractor, a new house, or a ticket out of here, we can help. Call, stop by, or apply online at centralsavingsbank.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Central Savings Bank, ask what we can do for you. You can catch podcasts of the game at thegamesportshow.com. Now let's get back to it with Scott Nason here on ESPN 1400. 7.32 on the game, ESPN 1400. Scott Nason with you along with co-host Butch Davis. Now if you want to hear the full two-hour version of the show, you can find it about a half hour after we go off the air at 8.30 at thegamesportshow.podbean.com. We put all our shows there, including Butch's show, Butch on Sports, the game here on ESPN 1400, the Game Sports Show over in Sioux, Ontario, and all sorts of free content. As uh, last week, Butch, our Monday night edition of the game, had the most listens and downloads that we've ever had since we started keeping track of our listeners, not just locally, but online as we approach our two-year anniversary here at Sovereign Communications and ESPN 1400. It seems like just yesterday we made the move, Butch. We've been here two years. I can't believe it there, man, but we, we may, and we thank you boys and girls out there who, uh, who are avid listeners and uh, also joining your fans to listen to us there. We don't deserve it. No, we don't. We don't deserve it at all. And we're very thankful to be able to, you know, have this show and talk sports because we love it. Butch. Speaking of sports I love, you know I'm a big soccer guy, and if you never watched any matches in soccer before and you decided to turn on a couple matches today, then you would have been a fan of soccer. We are into the elimination stage, the knockout stage, if you will, for Euro 2020, and we already had uh, four teams advance to the quarterfinals. The Czech Republic, they will take on Denmark in a quarterfinal. Belgium will take on Italy. 
And today you had a couple matches, uh, some big names in soccer, France and Spain. Spain advances over Croatia. The, the goaltender with an own goal that you got to see to believe it was just a brutal effort. Uh, Spain goes up three to one. Croatia ties it late. And then an extra time, Spain wins five to three. So they advance to the quarterfinal and the defending World Cup champion France, who many people, including me, thought were going to win this tournament. They were down to Switzerland France comes back leads 3-1 to with 10 minutes left Switzerland ties it they go through extra time they go to penalty kicks Switzerland advances knocking out the world champ France in penalty kicks 5-4 to they will take on Spain in the quarterfinals and you have two more matches tomorrow Butch the big one at noon oh my goodness England takes on Germany Sweden against Ukraine uh, Butch we're getting to the meat and potatoes of Euro 2020 what are your thoughts? My thoughts is uh, I will be watching England and Germany there. You know, my ancestors from uh, that particular country there, via uh, however I got here, you know, <laughs> that's going to be pretty wicked there indeed there. And England as well, I think they got their best team in a long, long time uh, on the field there without, without question there. And um, that's going to be a game that, I think it's going to be a lot physical than people uh, expected to be there. Yeah, I do too, Butch, and low scoring. And, and one of the things I, I really enjoy about these international soccer tournaments is when countries meet that have maybe a not-so-good history together. I think England and Germany, you could say, don't have a very good history together. They do right. now, but you go back to World War II. And certainly Germany's been a team that's knocked England out of a lot of tournaments. The, exactly. ga- the games at Wembley, Butch, there's going to be 43 thousand fans this is a big match england gets through this one butch i think they got what it takes to make the final with france out i i agree with you i think it's their best team in a long time it's a young team but i think it's one that can carry the trophy and guess what the semifinal and finals at wembley so that helps too that will help a great deal there but england has got to show up and again they gotta bring their best game forward because uh germany's not a uh, uh, snitch under the rug there, okay, when they can nail it down. Germany's going to be tough, and they're going to be very physical in this game. I believe that. We're going to see a lot of uh, yellow cards and maybe a couple of reds, okay? So, you know, hang on to your hats, boys and girls, for this one there, because that might, this particular game they have upcoming there will take a toll on the uh, the the season uh, the other game going on there. Remember, you get a red, you're gonna sit out. Okay, so this is gonna be very important for both teams to be at their best behavior, which I believe they're not. Again, the quarterfinals will start on Friday. Switzerland takes on Spain at noon. Belgium and Italy at three. That one's going to be a dandy. The Czech Republic and Denmark Saturday at noon. And then the winner of England, Germany takes on the winner of Ukraine, Sweden. And so by the time we talk next Monday night, we will know the semifinalists for Euro 2020. Budge, we don't talk much about cycling on the game. Uh, Although we do have some listeners that do like cycling, including Tony Talentino and the spectators are under scrutiny over the weekend after a woman holding up a cardboard sign started a massive chain reaction crash that caused some injuries to the competitors. Videos from the stage show the women holding out a cardboard sign on the side of the road when a rider in the Peloton crashed into the sign, causing a massive pileup. And they're still trying to find out who this lady 
lady is. They got her on video. But Butch, that crash was crazy. And uh, certainly, if you're going to attend one of those events, probably not a good idea to hold the sign on the road and there's a thousand bikes coming down. Allowing all these signs and all this other garbage that they bring out there, and how close these fans are to the road, in order to have this particular uh, main event that happens every single year. And again, this is not the first time that fans, or maybe the occlusion uh, of fans in the stands there, or on the streets, almost causing catastrophe. In this case, it did. And, you know, you, you kind of think, first and foremost, this lady is internationally being searched, to, and they already know that she's going to jail. You know, I, I don't know why, you know, because why let the lady in there with a big old sign like she did and as close to the street as they were in the first place? It doesn't make a bitter dog on sense, and I'm very objectable about that. Yes, this lady should have been... Uh, you know, be scold at least, okay. But again, the the what they're looking for from this lady, to say what she did purposely, I don't think so. I don't think it was done purposely. I think basically they need to change some of their their, their dealings in France and how close they have those fans to the streets and to some of these uh, obstacles there. I mean, some of these fans are giving out water to the riders and whatnot there. Who who knows what's in the bottle, okay? Yeah. I can never understand that, okay? I can never understand that. that you know, because with so much stuff going on these days and times, I mean, why would you let it get that far? Reminds me of a Seinfeld episode, Butch, where Kramer gave the uh, the marathon runner a hot cup of coffee. <laughs> you know, you don't know what's in it. <laughs> Butch uh, Wibbleton has started uh, in England after not having it last year. Uh, already a big upset as American uh, Francis Tiafo knocked out the third seed uh, Stefanos Sitspaspas. Easy for me to say. Yeah, Novak Djokovic in action. Uh, Serena Williams going for a Grand Slam record. A uh, little rain in Wimbledon, uh, certainly uh, over the next couple weeks. Lots of good tennis and uh, hopefully no controversy like we saw at the French Open. Hopefully not. But again, you know, hang on to your hats there because we haven't seen no tennis players withdraw from this particular thing as of yet. And from my understanding, the heat is coming their way. Uh, and the, the coast of the United States on both coasts is very hot, 100 degrees in New York today, and that's headed right toward England there. So how they deal with that on upcoming days there, that's going to be something. And some of the, uh, the players or participants in there are not, you know, um, some are not at their best right now there, okay? So it's going to be very, very sketchy on how this thing is going to go for the latter part, you know, and find out who wins, who loses, who's going to stay in, and who's not going to be in. Butch, before we go to our final break, I mentioned the College World Series will begin. Actually, it's just begun between Mississippi State 
and Vanderbilt, Mississippi State, looking for their first ever championship in any sport, which is uh, quite remarkable. And Vanderbilt, they got to the final by uh, COVID uh, and COVID protocols as they were supposed to play NC State, uh, but uh, because of COVID-19 and positive tests, including some of the players that were vaccinated, uh, Vanderbilt gets into the College World Series final. You know, we saw that happen in other sports with basketball, Butch, and Hockey, uh, the University of Michigan uh, had that happen in their playoff run. So, uh, again, that sounded like a broken record book. While Butch, while the you know things have improved and uh, masks are no longer required and lots of things are opening up, COVID nineteen is still part of every day and including the world of sports. Well, like I said before, and I said it last night, I said it again. There, uh, people, please be safe because this is not over by a long shot. I mean, you can you can hype as much as you want as far as wanting people to come to you in order so they can profit from you there. But again, when the safety comes first instead of the money, we it, it, it's very hard to distinguish uh, which way you want to go with that then. I say your general health in general it should be the major key and we'll see how far this go there. You know, it doesn't not surprise me because this thing is not over by a long shot. But again, you know, I, I just keep telling our fans out here, please be safe. Whatever you do, you know, have a mask in your pocket, you know. Keep your hand sanitizer with you there. Do the thing that you we've been doing the last year and a half there. And I don't mean you have to hide under a rock, okay? There's nobody wants that happening. But do be careful on where you go, who you go, and how you go with it. Butch, we're going to take our final break on our show. When you and I come back, we got time for a couple more topics, our thumbs up and thumbs down for the week, and more, all coming up on the Twin Sues Only Local, Regional, and National Sports Show. The game, ESPN 1400. It's 2021 and Reed Metals in Dafter, your honest, main source, one-stop metal recycling business serving Northern Michigan, hopes everyone has a prosperous year. If you need a few extra dollars to help with your heating bills or that trip you may want to take to the warm state of Hawaii, bring Reed Metals your unwanted scrap metals and they'll print you a check. Reed Metals is paying top dollar for whole scrap vehicles. They also buy heavy equipment, catalytic converters, radiators, batteries, rims, and motors. Reed Metals will give you an honest price without surprise fees or deductions at the scale. Bring in copper, brass, lead, tin, cast, aluminum, steel, and many more types of recyclable metals, and they'll print you a check with your name on it. Reed Metals is your honest, one-stop metal recycling business. They also offer roll-off dumpster service. Reed Metals is open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. Visit ReedMetals.com or call 906-632-0018. Bring it in or have it hauled, and Reed Metals will print you a check with your name on it. Reed Metals, 10 miles south of the Sioux on Mackinac Trail. At Old Mission Bank, we're ready to make your home ownership dreams a reality. We're excited to announce that we now offer USDA home loans with options for 100% financing. You heard that right, 100% financing for qualifying USDA mortgages. Come see our experienced lenders to discuss your personal options and let us find the right mortgage for your needs because it's what we do best. 
Act now to pre-qualify by calling us or apply directly online at OMBLoans.com. We're Old Mission Bank, home of your experienced local mortgage professionals. FDIC insured, equal housing lender. Summer, the change of seasons is sure to bring a smile to your face. Don't let your mood sour at the prospect of dealing with that unreliable mower for yet another year. Rely on the experts at Gaylor Thompson Sales and Service. Their highly skilled technicians can help. Gaylor Thompson Sales and Service takes pride in their work, and they know that an ounce of prevention can mean years of reliability down the road. Call them to talk about your service needs or stop in and chat with Paul and the gang today. Gaylor Thompson Sales and Service, just off I-75, exit 373, Rudyard, Michigan. Let's get back to the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show. Let's get back to the game on ESPN 1400. 746 on the game, ESPN 1400. Scott Nason with you as we continue to be joined by co-host Butch Davis from Butch on Sports for our roundtable. And Butch, you and I always like to talk wrestling and the WWE will be back on the road, on the road again, if you will, into live stadiums on July 16th, where they will hold SmackDown in Houston. And, well, we found out over the past week a few performers, if you will, will not be part of that as the WWE has come to terms on the releases of several, including a couple pretty big names, especially one, Braun Strowman, Aleister Black, Lana, which breaks my heart, Murphy, Ruby Riot, and Santana Garrett. Those are all of some of the bigger names on the ones released. I guess I'm very surprised by the Braun Strowman one, which they were they were really pushing him for a while, but uh, all of a sudden he's not part of the WWE. Can you shed any light on that? Well, the light is being shed, and it's very—it's called Impact Wrestling and AEW. Yep. There. Right now, wrestlers uh, who basically don't have that storyline all together or find a way to get part of those particular programs per se. There, with the traveling and all, they're going to have to do, and maybe not agreeable with how Vince McMahon is running the ship. Um, they're going to, if they say one word against him, he's going to throw them out in the street. So don't, uh, don't be surprised with the latter situation. I could not understand because she has not shown one ounce of wrestling since she's, uh, so-called been back. Okay. Right. <laughs> and, I, and I don't know what the deal is on that one there, but again, when you got the AEW uh, alive and well and getting bigger and better, and they, uh, they're allowing fans in their particular place, uh, a daily place out there in Jacksonville, um, that's going to be some competition to be uh, be looked at. And those wrestlers know that you know they can have a place to go and still continue their living there. Uh, I, I'm very interested to see how many uh, wrestlers. I take a leave as a, a Johnny, uh just the other day on AEW uh, made his uh, debut there with uh, <laughs> uh, the queen herself there, the old queen, uh, uh, Vicky uh, Guerrero. Yes, there, uh, yes. That was a pretty funny line there. But uh, again, wrestling's going to be pretty topsy-turvy in the next couple of months there. I'm quite sure we're going to see some more wrestlers that are basically right now are going to be cut or released or their roles are going to shrink down to a no, not one. 
Well, and I think a lot of these uh, performers, Butch, like uh, a Braun Strowman, like you said, maybe wasn't getting the push that he wanted. All they have to do is look at some of these other outfits and, uh, you know, several individuals like a Dean Ambrose or John Moxley, as he is, even, even a Cody Rhodes and, and Dustin Rhodes, you know, they're, they're major players in this, you know, more, I think, realistic, more kind of old school wrestling. And certainly, you know, the, there's got to be some money involved there, obviously, but just to, give their careers a little bit of a push. Uh, Chris Jericho is another one that comes to mind. Certainly the competition that's out there can only help these individuals that are maybe are getting lost in the shuffle on a, you know, a big WWE roster. It should, but you know, you got to look at the brand of wrestling that both these conglomerates are bringing. The WWE is bringing this rock'em sock'em type of attitude, uh, you know, very little wrestling per se there. A lot of beating each other's brains out versus the AEW uh, performs, and they're getting bigger and better with their particular ensemble there where people go to YouTube and see it as well as uh, the, the television. And then they're expanding not only on their particular night uh, uh, per se, but also on Friday nights with their uh, WWE, uh, not WWE, AEW Rampage is going to be up and coming in a, in a couple more months there. So, it, again, the competition is going to get fierce. You're going to see a lot more wrestlers being cut, maybe from uh, both conglomerates there, maybe less from AEW. But, again, I'm looking at the WWE right now. Uh, they got a lot of work to do there in, in getting and winning back fans. Butch, we've covered a lot in the world of sports over the last hour or so. we got about five minutes left before we get to our thumbs up and thumbs down. Is there anything that we haven't covered that you'd want to talk about tonight? Yeah, let's go with number one Michigan State here. If you have not heard, you're a Michigan State man. Yes, I am. Mason. Uh, Tom Wurcher of Cash Tech, okay, is coming to Michigan State University there. Although Michigan State has not formally supported it, and or not supported it, should say, but uh, formally gave a word on it there. Uh, we definitely got the word. I talked to Richard the other day. Yes, uh, he is going to Michigan State to work as an analyst there, and more or less as a recruiter, per se, to help the recruiting along at Michigan State University, along with doing some coaching there. So don't be surprised. Do not be surprised that Michigan State can't get better you got somebody waiting in the wings uh, to take over the reins for Michigan State University in football there. And also, also, i got to add this, so i got to throw it on in there for the kiddies there. The Parade of Champions uh, list came on out. A total of 89 schools have won one or more championships in uh, Michigan High School Athletic Association there. Uh, fourth out of the 132 that they hold. I did not see pickleball in there, but you better believe pretty soon it's going to happen there. They're going to have pickleball around in the state of Michigan there, and then some. That'll be 133. Uh, congratulations to all the participants who are in it, uh, and and the stuff that they had that these kids had to go through, which was a whole heck of a lot there. Okay, so congratulations to them. Yeah, you, you hit the nail on the head there, Butch, talking about, you know, what the kids, the coaches, the parents, uh, the media, the athletic directors, everybody had to go through to get the high school sports season, you know, going, uh, 
going back, uh, pausing. And, you know, when, when we were in this position last year at this time, Butch, you know, we, we weren't even on the radio for, for, for a while because of COVID-19 and not being able to come to the station. But if you would have said to me uh, July of 2020 that we would have been able to have all three sports seasons, we would have been able to have some attendance and we'd been able to accomplish what was accomplished, I wouldn't have said, I would have said no way at the time. And so I think a lot of credit needs to go to, you know, the, the coaches, the players, the administrators, and just in the, the officials and, and everybody, it wasn't easy, but by God, we got it done. We did get it done. And, uh, I don't know how you do it. And right now I'm looking at the score at the bottom of the third Cleveland beating the crap out of the Detroit Tigers. <laughs> <laughs> it did not surprise me not here, you know, but I just had to say that there. But getting back to those kids and the parents and the coaches, uh, the uh, the brass up in, uh, in Lansing who uh, put together all this stuff there, again, I, I will repeat, and I hate to say it, but I want to be realistic about everything that comes out of my mouth. COVID's not over, okay? They ain't going to have to go through the hoops and ladders there. So uh, the list of how they're going to deal with things, this upcoming uh, fall winter, which right now I looked at the website, and they already got uh, lined up for the fall, the winter, and also the spring sports for next year or next season, per se. Uh, hopefully they go better than this fall. But, again, everybody stay safe. Do what you can to help these kids out there, okay? Butch, let's get to our thumbs up and thumbs down for the week. I will start and thumbs up to Lake Superior State University men, or I should say boys team basketball camps that went on this weekend at Lake State. These weren't able to go last year because of COVID-19. A lot of teams that were participating, including my son's JV team, who did very well, and just a, a big uh, thumbs up to Coach Steve Hedinga, uh, Coach Ted Stowe, and, and all the players that were there officiating, taking time out of their very busy schedules to help uh, get some summer camp basketball for a lot of these kids, and it was certainly a lot of fun so thumbs up to lake state and all the teams and players and coaches involved with this weekend's tournament uh, thumbs down goes to uh, spain football fans uh one of the players for spain Alv- alvaro Morata, he scored a goal today that helped spain qualify for the quarterfinals in their five to three win over croatia but uh, before that match he is not himself but he and his family have received threatening messages and death threats from fans uh, due to some of his missed chances in previous matches uh, for uh, team spain uh, leading the coach lewis in Enrique to call for police action on the issue. I mean, my goodness sakes, it's only a game, folks. And if you're threatening not just the person that's doing it, but their family, then you need to get a life. That's just a big thumbs down there. Leave the family out of it. I mean, if you want to, if you want to jot the player, that's one thing. But when you start threatening family members with uh, bad things, that's quite another. So thumbs down on those fans. Very passionate soccer fans in Europe sometimes too passionate and too stupid, in my opinion. Butch well, Davis, your thumbs up and thumbs down for the week, sir. Well, thumbs down for the lady, and, and not so much the lady, per se, but the officials in France who run the uh, their particular uh, the Tour de France, uh, <laughs> having all those fans as close to the street they possibly can to interfere with those particular riders who put their necks on the line to uh, do what they have to do. Uh, um, 
the lady with the sign there, and I saw, I'm looking at it right now, it was, yeah, it was too close to call there, you know, per se, but a sign that was bent over, and she broke her neck to have this sign out there, that, that shouldn't have happened in the first place there, so they're dealing with France and how they police now, I bet you they'll be careful from the rest of the doggone point on there, when it comes down to fan participation in this particular thing, and uh, thumbs up, although they're getting their brains beat out to a pulp, uh, the Detroit Tigers, and uh, they're uh, particularly showing with Houston this weekend there. Under trying conditions there to get the games in, um, and we're seeing this improvement from the younger players coming out there, and also the guts that A.J. Hitch did to bunt the ball that I've been crying for for the past year and a half there. Uh, if they keep doing what they're doing, then we should have a great team by I don't know what year. I'm certainly hoping for that. Uh, Butch, before we let you go, brand new edition of Butch on Sports last night, which you can find on your webpage, Simply Butch 2. That's too.potomatic.com. You can also find it on our uh, website. Uh, what's up for Butch on Sports this week? Well, Wednesday, we're going to talk about <clears throat> USA basketball. Nice. And the, <clears throat> the women's as well as the men's, excuse me, the women's as well as the men's. Uh, how do you pick? these players in order to be uh, the legit team of 12 on the bench there. Uh, should they make some changes? I think they should there. And because there's too many unhappy people and in some, in some cases some people not deserving to be on the particular team. But again, uh, I don't make the rules, but we'll look over the, how they do that picking in there on Butch on Sports this Wednesday. Looking forward to it indeed. Butch Davis joining us on the game. Butch, uh, have a great Canada Day and 4th, and we will be back on Monday, July 5th for our next edition. So have a great week, and we will talk to you on Monday night, sir. Yeah, we still can't go across the bridge. And again, uh, my prayers to all who are uh, going through some changes in the metropolitan, in the state of Michigan altogether there with all that rain coming through there. And also the people in, in Miami, Florida with that catastrophe there. And also everybody on the West Coast and on the East Coast is going through some drooling heat. Please stay safe. Uh, I pray for y'all. Well said, sir. That's going to do it for tonight's edition of the game for David McKeg Jr. and Butch Davis. My name is Scott Nason. This has been a presentation of ESPN 1400 WKNW and the game entertainment and media. We will talk to you next Monday night for our next edition of the game here on ESPN 1400. Happy holidays. Thanks for listening to the game here on ESPN 1400 WKNW, Sioux St. Marie's sports leader. Check us out next Monday at 6 for the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show.